How are you doing today? It is another day to have a great day and welcome to Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty. I am Patty Stulen and I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty and we have another wonderful episode here for you today and it happens to be with someone who I have had the privilege and pleasure to meet in person several times and most importantly we got to speak on stage at the same time in Las Vegas last year and we have shared uh, many courses virtual courses online and through those times together I have learned what her mission is and I've got to tell you as a retired educator it was and is a top Topic that I can truly uh, relate to in many aspects, which you'll learn throughout this episode of Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty. My guest happens to be today, Patricia Kane, Dr. Patricia Kane, and she is an inspirational speaker, author, physician, mother, and grandmother. She's a cancer, IPF, and suicide ideation survivor. Named to Who's Who of Outstanding Doctors in 2016 and Who's Who worldwide in 2020. She received her BS in education from Kent State University in 1970, MD from Wright State University, Dayton, Ohio in 1982, board certified FP in 1985, and she retired in 2017. She has appeared twice on the Dr. Oz Show. As an outcome of her strong faith-based approach to medicine and health, she created the Butterfly Method, helping hundreds in crisis to seek treatment and avoid suicide in multiple countries. Patricia Kane has used the butterfly method for over three decades. She has supported her patients to choose better solutions to the challenges they were experiencing. It's a tool that's a safe and quick method to deal with the immediate stress of the moment. Patricia, it is absolutely wonderful having you here today. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous, Patty, and such a wonderful um, introduction. I feel like I'm already on cloud nine. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. That's a great way to start this today. Well, you know, um, I I've heard bits and, and pieces of your story through when we were together in Las Vegas and through our different times and the courses that we have shared together. Um, but uh I know that there's so much more of your story, and that's why it's really wonderful having you as a guest today, that I get to hear more of your story and allow my audience to do the same thing. So, you know, let's let's start wherever you want to start in your story about how you realized your passion for helping others. Um, I'm, if we do that, it's going to take me 18 hours, so I'm going to <laughs> shortcut it. <laughs> Sounds great. Um. I had come from a family history where there has been significant numbers of suicides. Mm. Two of my paternal aunts committed suicide, two maternal cousins, and my sister, all mm. within 25 years of each other in the, from the mid-60s till the late 80s. Oh, my goodness. So I know what it's like to be the person left behind and mm -hmm. the pain. Mm-hmm. 
So when I was having significant suicidal thoughts where, hey, that to me was the only option. Fortunately, I had children and I would not leave the pain I had experienced to them. Mm -hmm. So four times between 1978 and 1990, so on an average, once every three years, I was hospitalized to keep me alive. Wow. Yeah, it's a case of that. The, the, and I think it was the fact God blessed me with children that gave me the one straw or the one weak link or whatever you say, I say strong link mm -hmm. to do what it took to get over those episodes. Wow. What a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm while each with the, with each hospitalization, I was learning things that would help me mm -hmm. things like progressive relaxation, things like deep breathing. The issue was, I, at that point in my life, I was a single parent of five children. Oh, my gosh. In solo practice. Mm. So, well, you know, it, and so, and my practice was in Appalachia, which was 25 miles away from where the hospital was and where I, where I lived, because I lived closer to the hospital, because you got to go to the hospital seven days a week. You went to your practice four days a week. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So I didn't have time to do the stuff. Yeah. So what I did is I mushed it all together and did it while I was going to the bathroom because nature says do that anyhow. So it wasn't <laughs> taking any extra time. <laughs> That's that's very ingenious, actually. And it, it's a beautiful use of the time. Mm -hmm. And so while um, so basically th that's what I, I and I called it the butterfly method, because when I was had the suicidal ideas, I felt like a caterpillar. Yeah, I have worth, but my best worth would be to be stomped on and turned into fertilizer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was my thought process. Right. Caterpillars go into a cocoon. Mm -hmm. The bathroom is your safe place, your cocoon. Mm -hmm. Caterpillars come out a butterfly. Everybody likes butterflies and butterflies bring hope and joy. Mm -hmm. And so you come out with hope and joy. That's why it's called the butterfly method. Wow. And everything's called empowered butterfly method because now that I am teaching it beyond with, with my story and everything else, rather than just the method by itself, it empowers people to say, wow, if she can do it, so can I, mm -hmm. or, Hey, this is something I can do without it taking additional time because everybody says I'm too busy to whatever. Mm -hmm. And we do live busy lives. Yes. But that doesn't stop us from what nature calls us to do. That's right. That's right. That that has to happen every day. <laughs> Basically three times a day. Mm -hmm. Minimum. Because mm -hmm. everybody, when they get up mm -hmm. and before they go to bed, and mm -hmm. at least once in between times. For some people, more than that, but at least three. Mm -hmm. And it takes 21 times to build a new habit. Guess right. what? 
the way it, that works out, you can have your new habit in one week. Yes. That's pretty good odds. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> exactly. Which is why I, although they did not know my story, just having the method in the entire time I was a physician, um, I never had to write suicide as the cause of death on a patient chart. Wow. That's powerful. Yes. Especially when you're in family practice. Oh, yeah. And especially when you're dealing with the underserved, because they're the, a very high-risk population. Mm -hmm. I've got, can I share one story? Oh, where I, yes, I had, please. Because of being in Appalachian, I was the only doctor in an eight-mile radius. Mm -hmm. One of my patients was a truck driver, and his load slipped off of his truck through the windshield of another and killed the driver. Oh my goodness. The driver and his wife were also my patients. Oh my goodness. So I, obviously the driver, I didn't have to, there, there was not, but both the truck driver and the wife wanted to commit suicide because both of them saw this as such a trauma that there was no reason to go on. Right. Both of them with the butterfly method and one needed a small amount of Ativan, like five pills total. Mm -hmm. Both of them were able to get through their distress using the butterfly method. Wow. And, and neither one of them committed suicide. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I, it, it, it was very interesting because my first teaching job in Apple Valley, the late 80s, 87 to 92, uh, I had just started my job, very my very first teaching job there. And uh, there was a student that I uh, had who got transferred to our school and his name was Michael. He was a sophomore. And uh, for whatever reason, he and I connected quite well. And uh, every morning before school, he'd come in he, into my office and we would chat along with two of his other friends. And uh, then I had him in class. And sometimes at lunchtime, his lunchtime kind of coincided with a class that I had out there. So he'd come out and he would talk to me. Um, and then one day towards the end of the first semester, his two friends that always came, came in to see me one morning and said, Miss Doolin, have you seen Michael? Has, is he already here at school? And I said, no, I haven't seen him yet. And they said, well, we went to pick him up and uh, he came to the door and he just said, I'm not ready yet. You guys go ahead and go, go on to school, but we haven't seen him yet. And I said, no, hopefully he'll be here in time for class. And uh, class came and he wasn't in class. By my lunchtime, I had a, a sheriff officer uh, come to my class to let me know that Michael committed suicide that morning. And um, uh, I, I'm not going to get into how, how he did it, but they basically wanted to know because they found out that he was very close with me if there was anything that led me to believe that he was suicidal. And you know what, Dr. Patricia, for the longest time, I replayed almost every conversation I ever had with this young man and trying to see, did I miss something? Did I not recognize a sign? And uh, it, it was, I mean, I, I, I went and met many times with my counselor and luckily they had a uh, counseling session, not only for the students, but any adults for several weeks after that. But what a wake up call for me 
I mean, this is my very first teaching job and it's the first semester I've ever had with a full-time job. And then it's kind of like, well, maybe you don't get close to these kids anymore, but yet that's not my personality. And what, what sadly happened is I, probably for the next 10 years, at least one student every school year committed suicide. And it, 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 was, it was really very, very tough. And luckily in our school district, they came up with a suicide prevent, a crisis team that not only helped the kids, but also helped uh, the adults as well, which worked absolute wonders. But um, being, as you said, the one left behind, so to speak, to this day, and I mean, that happened over 35 years ago, I still think about what did I miss with this young man? And that's tough, as you know, I mean, because you, you don't ever want that to happen to anyone that you love or you respect or you admire. And the main thing for me that came out of the whole thing is letting kids know that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. But getting them to see that can be very, very difficult. And being this is part of the past, but I'm going to say, I picked up something right away that you, with what you shared that you missed. And what's that? He always came to school with his friends. Mm -hmm. It was out of the ordinary that he didn't. Right. And although that may not be listed as a sign of suicide, what I have learned because of the extensive stuff I do, if somebody does something out of the ordinary, check into it as to why. I've got an example of uh, of that ended up just the opposite. There was a girl who always came to school dressed in goth, mm -hmm. the black and everything. Mm -hmm. And she started wearing nice clothes, different colors, everything like that. Somebody checked into it. Said, hey, it's so great seeing you do this and so on and so forth. And wh what's going on? What's the change? She said, I wanted to wear every outfit one last time before I committed suicide. Oh, goodness. So you never, now somebody may have won the lottery and they've got all new clothes and that's why they're wearing new outfits. I'm not saying that something out of the ordinary is a sign that they possibly are suicidal. I'm saying, if you notice something out of the ordinary, check it out. Show mm -hmm. that you love them enough and care about them enough to say, I don't care what your most intimate secret is. It's safe with me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. That's, I mean, that's valuable. And, and I will have to say after that incident, uh, the, that is the kind of discussion that I did have with my, my students, uh, letting them know you, you can trust me. You know, we, I, I want to be able to be here to, to help you. And, uh, it, it definitely, it, it, it was a wake up call for me to, because as a teacher, you're trained about the whole teaching aspect. You're, you're, you know, you're looking at the education part of dealing with a student. Uh, and what I learned from that incident is it's not just about teaching them mentally and physically, because I was a physical education teacher and an athletic coach, but also to, to know that part of what I need to do to make them a whole person is to, to check in with them. 
to make sure and and they're not used to people checking in with them you know people think oh you know a lot of the parents that i had especially for back to school night uh, they had the idea that once their once their student was in high school well they didn't they didn't have to be around as much you know like when they were in in elementary school or junior high and the number one thing that i would tell the parents is your child needs you more now than they ever needed you before and they don't need another friend they need a parent they need that support system and uh I think a lot of parents just think, oh, well, they're in high school. They don't, you know, they're saying they don't need me. Well, that's what kids do, but that's not what they mean, you know, and uh, having that support can help a lot of kids go, not, not go down that path because mm -hmm. it, mentally it's, it's tough for them. And I, although the, the thing is, is children in the adolescent years and teenage years are at a transition point. Whenever you're in transition, you need more support, mm -hmm. not less. And right. I think that's what I hear you saying. Yes. Because transitions are challenging. Mm -hmm. And when yes. you've got challenges beyond what you can handle, you need a mentor who has walked the path before and say, hey, Check yes. this out as a possibility. It's not saying follow my path exactly, but here's some guidance. Right, exactly. So, so uh, Dr. Patricia King, my question to you, I know that you told us a little bit about how, you know, when you are using the uh, Empowered Butterfly Method and how you got to that point, but really, how did you actually know what to put together to make up the butterfly method um this is going to sound woo woo but it's not i am a very intelligent person and i'm able to say hey what is logical i used to be a school teacher at one point and realized i couldn't meet the individual needs for every student at all times so i admire um school teachers because I can teach one at a time, but I couldn't teach the whole classroom. Right. And the right. word physician means teacher in Greek. Oh, okay. So, yes. Excellent. So although my original degree was as a school teacher and I did teach, it's that's not there. Um that's so but, but I do have a very logical mind in what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to say, hey, this helps me. This helps me. Obviously, with four hospitalizations, I'm not using 100% of everything that they taught. But I put together the things that fit most logically that went with the neural pathways in my brain. And we can go through it very quickly. And you can see how logical it is. Oh, yeah. I taught a person this and about 15 months later, with them not practicing it at all, I re-encountered them. And they said, yes, I remember you telling me about that. And I says, well, what do you remember? And they remembered everything except the one step wow. of the entire thing without even practicing it, having heard it once. That's how logical this is. Wow. Now, do you want to share your, sure. your Empowered Butterfly Method? Yes. Now, every letter in the word empowered actually stands for one of the steps. And 
you can get the book for that. I'm not going to go through that. Right. At the beginning, wherever you're at, it's something is, is stressing. It was causing distress. Mm-hmm. And so stop therapy. Please and blows whistle. Everybody stops what they're doing. Mm-hmm. My stop therapy. I need to go to the bathroom. You know, mm-hmm. anybody who's going to say, no, do it in your pants or do it right here. <laughs> Even if you're working on an assembly line, the foreman's going to let you go. Right, right. So that's the first thing is, um, so you're exiting this the situation. You're stopping what's going on. I need to go to the bathroom. Gotcha. On the okay. way to the bathroom, one hand on the chest, one hand on the gut. Okay. You're taking deep breaths. If the hand on the gut is moving, you're breathing fine. If the hand on the chest is moving, breathe deeper. Okay. That slows the heart down. It's on the in-breath, think I am. Out-breath, relaxed or something similar. I am calm. I am relaxed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am relaxed. Again, that takes no time because you're walking to the bathroom anyhow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. When you get to the bathroom, you sit down and then you do progressive relaxation. Now, I do teach people the progressive relaxation. If you were three or four or once you've got it in mind, you just say become a ragdoll. And then instantly all your muscles are relaxed Gotcha. because tight muscles hold the stress. Yes, they do. So so basically, I start at the feet, tighten your feet, relax them, tighten the shins, relax them, tighten the thighs, relax them, and work up. And you're doing the tightening and relaxing. You're tightening on the in-breath, relaxing on the out-breath. And once you check your body that you're entirely relaxed, then you visualize what's ever causing the stress to leave your brain, go down your spine into the commode. You've put the mental waste the same place the physical waste goes. Mm -hmm. And you're going to continue to be breathing anyhow, so you might as well be doing the slow breathing, deep breathing, while you're visualizing the stress leaving your body and going into the commode. That is a great visual, actually. I mean, yes. Yes. And then nature doesn't like a void. So you replace that with what's a happy thought of yours? Where's a place you've been that you like, a place you want to visit, a place that causes you joy, a person that causes you joy. Think of a happy thought for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what usually happens when you think of a happy thought? You smile. Oh, you just did. You smile. Then you you flush the negative away. Use this auditory. You wash your hands of it. Use this tactile. And you come out with a plan either to go to, write about, draw about, or talk about your happy place. Wow. That's the empowered butterfly method. Oh, my gosh. And it works. But and it's right. and it's very simple. I mean, it's not something that I mean, you don't have to have there's no tools involved except just your your own body. 
and it's basically what the I've got a book and it explains all of the different steps and why they're included and some background about them and you know like what about the deep breathing and about why the hand here and here and things like that mm -hmm. and the progressive relaxation like I say I've done it so long if you tell me relax I can instantly become a ragdoll, <laughs> like a two or three-year-old could. Wow. I mean, such a simple concept, but so powerful at the right. same time. And using a neural pathway that's already formed. Yes. I'm just adding to some, I'm, I'm not creating something brand. And I think that's, again, why it is so effective and why my, the person who I taught it to 14, 15 months later without using it, still was immediately able to recall it. So it's like you said earlier, I mean, because the average person goes to the restroom three different times during the day, some At of least. us more than that. That's what I said, a minimum. <laughs> yeah. I've, found, I've not met anybody who hasn't gone at least three times. So, so knowing that if, if at a minimum you are practicing that three times a day, especially, and sometimes if you don't have to go, but you're using that as the excuse because you know you need to get out of that stressful situation, whatever you are in in that moment, if you have to say, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom by doing that, first of all, you're, you're, you're cutting off that negativity. And by using the empowered butterfly method, you are helping yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically all at the same time on the way walking to the restroom, while you're in the restroom, and on your way back into right. what will no longer be, you will not allow that stressful situation to continue. But not only that, the person that you, let's say there's another person involved, that person gets a minute or two to calm down because you've broken what's going on. Yes. And that yes. gives them a chance to refocus, even yes. though also. Wow. All of you listening out there, hopefully while we were just kind of, she was talking us through that, you just practiced that. And if you did not rewind it and listen to that again, because that is very simple and extremely powerful because I, I know that one of the things, uh, Dr. Patricia, that I was, uh, that I did also teach my students was the relaxation part of what you just said, where we would start at our toes and go all the way through our head. Uh, the thing that I would always let my students know is it's like, you know, that tension and stuff was going off the top of their, you know, leaving out of the top of their head. But mm -hmm. I really like how you say that tension is then going down your spine and into the toilet, basically, because mm -hmm. it is it is such a very good uh, mental visualization to let them know that's where it belongs. I mean, right. I mean, really, right. and exactly. then you're flushing it away. And by flushing it away, you've literally gotten it out of your environment mm-hmm yeah uh, wow some something new I know that I'm going to be doing and and I mean kind of going along with that uh in fact just uh, uh a week ago I had put I had done a video on my social media feed and some of you that are listening right now I'm sure that you saw it but uh I have been very honest over the last several years that I suffer from depression 
and it is hereditary, uh, I, I learned. I did not know as a little kid that uh, part of the reason why my grandmother was not a very happy person is she suffered from depression, and uh, my dad inherited that. And luckily with my dad later on in his life, he let me know that. And, and I think part of why he did that is because he knew that it was, it was heredity. And even though with my PMA, positive mental thinking and all that kind of stuff, attitude, uh, thinking that, oh, I, I would never get that. Uh, it took his death to really trigger my depression that I realized what it was. And uh, for me, it was probably about six months after he had passed away that uh, I found myself not wanting to get out of bed. I was sleeping all the time. Uh, I could, I physically could not get myself to go to school. And uh, it was probably after a whole week of this constant thing happening that uh, the, the thoughts in my head began to say, you know what, if you were not here anymore, no one would care. And I will have to say, because of that earlier incident that I shared with you earlier during this talk about my student, I knew what the signs were of suicide. Now, not that I thought about killing myself, but I could, I could, I heard the voice starting to tell me, if you weren't here anymore, it wouldn't matter to anybody. And I knew those were the first steps that were going to get darker. I also started to realize that my my brain, the inside of my brain was feeling like it was um, it was on hyperspeed. Uh, it, it was all jumbled up, all my thoughts and everything, and I could not control it at all. Now, uh, going along with that, because I recognized the signs, even though I felt like I was spinning out of control, I was wise enough to make a phone call to my doctor. And I talked to the receptionist and I told her, you know, is it possible for me to get in to see the doctor today? And she goes, oh, well, the earliest we're going to be able to get you in is another week. And I actually said to her, you do not understand if I do not get to see him today, I don't know if I'll be alive tomorrow. And I was shocked to hear myself physically say those words out loud. And right away, she said, hold on just a second, because they knew me. And uh, the next thing I know, she said, can you be here in an hour? And I said, yes, I can. And through there, yes, I, I was diagnosed with my, my depression and stuff. And it also did not help. I have to add here that uh, they also found out I had zero estrogen in my system because it was, you know, menopause, all that good stuff that was happening. So that was also part of what was happening. But uh I guess the point to the story is I wish that I would have known about that your your empowered butterfly method because I believe that if I would have known that because of the stressors that were being created due to my dad's death and in watching him fade away because of his his cancer diagnosis your method could have helped me and will help me in further situations, but what a simple concept, but what it would have made, well, luckily I didn't, I didn't go to the extent that I could have, but using your method and for all of you listening, no matter what the stress may be, even if it's not suicidal, I can see how that can be such a valuable tool to use. 
when I have given this talk, I have had people say, I use that to help me go to sleep at night because I put my racing thoughts down. Yes. I use that for my depression. I use that for my anxiety. I use that to help me endure my kids when they are being yes. kids. Yes. I mean, and so that's why when I wrote the book, I did not say transition from suicidal thoughts to hope. I said distress because people are using it for so many different reasons but my purpose for writing the book was because god wants the message out well and like and you said like you and being i've been doing this for over three decades had you known this 15 years ago it would have made a difference oh yes but i was just too private to get my story out because i was taught you don't air dirty laundry yes yes and it's more God is using your challenges to help somebody in a similar situation not to go to the depths that you went to. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. Well, and I, I do have to give one caveat though. Yes. If a person has a plan, do not encourage them to use the empowered butterfly method. Get them professional help first. This mm. is for people before they have a plan or when they're just in distress. Because it. it's kind of like if you're on a river going towards Niagara Falls, you can throw a life raft, the, the last ring preserver, life preserver, a half mile up from the falls. But when you're 10 feet from the falls, hey, catch this life preserver is not going to work. Right. Yes. So to get them the professional help, let them practice the empowered butterfly method so that they don't have a repeat position down the road. And what I like what you just said, and to emphasize that once again, that this butterfly method, empowered butterfly method, is, is not specifically if you have suicidal thoughts. It's for really any stressful situation you may be experiencing. And right. don't you also find, Dr. Beverly, why am I keep saying, I apologize, Dr. Patricia, I've been dealing with, working with this, uh, my former guest, so I apologize for that. Um, Dr. Patricia, don't you find that, that our society in general, especially here in America, I can't speak for anywhere else, but it seems like our society is so used to moving at um, uh, fast food pace, so to speak. Uh, social media is, is directing us, whether you are a kid, a teenager, an adult, or whoever, about um, life is moving faster and faster and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses more and more. Um, it, it seems to me that the stress level in our society altogether is higher now than ever before. Would you agree with that? I agree with, and the thing is, is that's again why this is so powerful. Because when I was taught things like progressive relaxation, I was taught lay on your back, um, put your feet flat on the floor. And it was 20, 25 minutes when I was taught deep breathing, another 15, 20 minutes. So each of these, it would take me about between two and two and a half hours a day to do everything the way it was taught. Mm -hmm. And hey, who's going to spend that much time? Who has that much time, especially in my situation? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. um. I my when their father left, my kids were um seven to or six to fifteen. Wow! So you talk busy time. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I 
and and I insisted that they were all involved in at least one function outside of their school day because mm-hmm. that's where they learned socialization. Right. And I would insisted that I would go to not all the not the practices and all that. I just that was impossible without many. But mm-hmm. I would go to at least one game or one performance for each one every quarter. Mm-hmm. And I would close my office to do that if necessary. Yeah, because that's what you have to do. Yeah, right. So so with the butterfly method, I mean, from start to finish, you're talking five minutes max. Usually people can actually do it in, in two to three min, minutes See? if they are able to do the instant relaxation. Yes. Right. A yeah. Five minutes max. Yeah. I mean, in other words, the time that. it takes it's time, it, but it doesn't even take that because you're going to the bathroom anyhow. Exactly. Exactly. So how long does it take you to go to the bathroom? That's how long it takes. Yeah. And and maybe 30 seconds more for the relaxation. Right. And and the value that you are getting from it is priceless. Exactly. But here again in our society, we are not taught the importance of positive mental attitude. Mm-hmm. And we nor are we taught how to get it. Right. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Because and that's very our, sad. Because our emphasis has been on science and technology and getting ahead and getting the best paying job or following in your parents' footsteps. That's right. again, people have asked me, especially when my kids were getting older, when they were, they said, how many are going to be a doctor? And I said, none. And they're, don't you want them to be? And I say, no. And then, well, why not? And I said, because I want them to live a life where they're a happy, productive member of society, showing that their goal is heaven. Yeah. And from the time the first one was in utero, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Do you want girl or boy? Doesn't matter. Well, you want them healthy? Doesn't matter. <laughs> so people were very surprised at that attitude. And number one's an architect. Number two is a teacher. Number three is a lawyer. Number four is a kidney dialysis specialist. And number five just finished 21 years in the military and went back to tech school because he was a pilot. Now he can repair the plane also. Just graduated. Oh my gosh. Five out of five that I'm very proud of. Congratulations on that. That is quite the accomplishment. Especially in this day and age. But I had God there directing me and he brought quality males into their lives to influence them. One was Gary Libby, who I'm involved in another company with him. And then for the first two, the next two, their coach, Coach Franks Parks. Um, and then the baby had his oldest brother to help. So they've all had a positive men- male um, role model and a positive female role model. Very good. And that is, I think they turned out as well as they did because their focus was on God and they mm-hmm. had the positive role models that we can emulate somebody and per- and pursue our dream and fill our dash to be the best person possible to make a positive influence on the world. And, and, you know, that kudos to you too, because you had to lay that foundation and you had to demonstrate that for them as well. So kudos Mm -hmm. to you on that. Thank you. So great job on that one. Um, What would you say is the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? 
the best piece of advice anybody has ever given me is look to God mm. because he has your best interest in heart even more than you've got your best interest in heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Amen to that. Yep, for sure. Um, did you now one of the, the one of the sayings that I use is don't let other people yuck your wow. And uh, so I'm sure somewhere along the way, have you had people who have yucked your wow on your life's journey? Yes. And how did you respond to them? If you do, excuse the language, because it's that language I usually use, but it's a word that begins with an F and has three <laughs> letters behind it, you, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to give you an example. My parents, when I was graduating high school, told me that they could afford one child in college at a time. Mm -hmm. And I would have to wait till my older sister graduated before I could go. And that I was to work and to put the money in the family coffers because I was living at home. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound rebellious because it is. <laughs> I just left quiet. The next day I said, you know what? You can say you're not going to pay for the college and you can force me to work or to take jobs, but you can't force me to perform. And if I get fired often enough, I'm not going to be hireable. <laughs> so if I will use the money I earn for my college and not for anything else, can I earn the money for my college and go to college instead? They didn't have a comeback for that. I carried mail because it paid more than double minimum wage. Oh, wow. So you can figure here, I'm just a high school graduate and I graduated at 17. I only weighed 90 pounds. Two days a month, the sack weighed 80 pounds. The one, and I was basically what was called summer re replacement, you know, for people on vacations that I would work their route. The one route had an ice cream store on it and you could get a tiny ice cream home then for a nickel. I would not spend a nickel for the ice cream cone because I had told my parents I'd use the money for my college. Mm -hmm. I would give a glass of water instead. Wow. So, so anyhow, I ended up graduating college in three years and three months because I did things like pay, take 18 and 24 hours a quarter instead of the usual 12. Right. To get through. Right. I, I finished college, had, was married. And the day my second child was born, she was born between 12 and one in the morning my sister graduated college. So had I followed what my parents wanted me to do, instead of saying, you, I don't know that I would have the same path I, that I have now. But right. I just, I just, I knew that that wasn't right for me. And I didn't respond right away because I needed to take it to prayer first. Mm -hmm. And then I came up with this idea that I knew that they couldn't object to because it, what they weren't paying for my college. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't being a burden to the family. Yeah. So that that's that's one example, but I could I could come up with others, but I no, think but one, that, one is enough. That 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 is a perfect example of they they were going to yuck your wow, and you took it in your own hands, and you 
you made it happen. So good for mm-hmm. you. That's incredible. So what would you say that you are passionate about personally and professionally? I would, my passion is about enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, things like I go to wine and paint once a month because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Good. I, the people in the in Gary, it's a, it's a company I that, that I'm involved with, Gary Libby, but the people are positive and upbeat. Mm-hmm. Besides doing business stuff for, you know, creating po- positive financial futures, quality products, with their products, I've gotten off of all medications except for one. Oh my goodness. I mean, I was diagnosed hypothyroid in the 80s. I'm not anymore. Wow. I was diagnosed a diabetic in the 90s. I am not anymore because wow. they're... Their products are natural and give the body what it needs. Wow, congratulations. They have things like a book club where you build yourself as a person because they're interested in in you becoming the best person you can be. Mm -hmm. And so I love hanging around them because I always get a big jolt of, hey, I'm positivity to the world from them. Yeah, yeah. And you're spreading it. Yes. And so, like I say, they, they hit all three, you know, you become the best person you can be. In the meantime, we will have the best products and you can get financially free if that's what you, and if that's what you choose to do. Right. And everybody can choose what they want. Like, but that's not part of what the reason why I was here, but that is part of when you were asking me, where's my passion? Mm-hmm. Well, and you can tell the way that you are, you're telling that you are very passionate about that. Mm-hmm. And you are also not only are you passionate with the people that you're interacting with, but they're also feeding your spirit and your soul right. with positivity, which, I mean, it's and a full not circle. Only my, not only mine, but like I said, my oldest two children was, was Gary was the positive male role model they needed. They, these people have influenced my children, which is influencing my grandchildren to be the best mm-hmm. people they can be. Wonderful. And the cycle continues. And what a exactly. nice cycle for it to be. I mean. Exactly. And if somebody is interested, that they would need to contact me outside of the Empowered Butterfly Method about that. Yeah, sure. So now that we've talked about your passion, what is your purpose personally and professionally? Um, I feel God has called me to reverse the suicide epidemic in the world. Mm-hmm. And yep. I just... And people say, well, why don't I build the other business? And I say, because that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and taking it a step further, as we've discussed during this podcast, not only is it about suicide, but it's in, about stress in general, which can lead to, mm-hmm. to that, that negative thought and that road that it'll lead right. down to. But what a, a wonderful mission and purpose to have. Well, I just met a person on Wednesday who works with girls who were um, gotten free from being trafficked. Mm-hmm. And I can see how you, using this can help them get rid of the negativity that they've lived. Oh, yes. So that they can have a better life. Most definitely. Wow. That's powerful. Again, another use for the empowered butterfly method. 
that's that's incredible. So my next question for you that I ask all of my guests, what would you say is your superpower? I'm going to say my tenacity, uh, to word it positively, my tenacity, to word it the way I've been told, you're just too stubborn. <laughs> if I know something is right for me, I am worse than a dog that's got you in his grips. <laughs> I won't let go. Good. Good for you. We all need that. Very good. Uh, the next question that I ask everybody is, how are you living your best dash? Um, I'm just going to give an example mm -hmm. because I live in an apartment building. Mm -hmm. If the, when the elevator start, stops, if there's somebody on it, I say, thank you for stopping for me. I'll repay you with a smile. Nice. They always smile back. And sometimes it's two or three and I go, great. I gave one smile and I got three. <laughs> or if if I'm on the elevator and it stops for somebody else, I, can, I say, you know, I charge a smile to ride with me. <laughs> because I guess my thing is, if I can give them five seconds of joy, it breaks up whatever going on that's not so happy. Mm-hmm. That is perfect. I love that. And it it monetarily has not cost you anything. Correct. Again, it's priceless though. Correct. Way to go. That's essence. <laughs> that just what, really what, what what I'm just gonna give another another thing. One time the elevator stopped and I got on and somebody on the bell goes, Oh God, it's a smile lady. <laughs> that made my day. Yes, exactly. And and, you know, it's another one of those things is the ripple effect. You mm -hmm. know, you toss that pebble into that body of water and you see those rip ripples go out and you they're endless. And you never know when you have given that one person that smile, how many more people are going to benefit from that smile throughout. And it'll be people that you personally will never, ever know. But to know that that's what's going to happen, that's powerful. Yes, yes. Good and, for you. And so my if people ask me what my motto is, I say, be kind. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yep. It, that, a big lesson right there. Right there. That's perfect. So, um, Dr. Patricia Kane, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? I'm going to say... Follow Patty and live your best dash, because if you're living your dash with positivity and joy, you're going to help the world be better. Well, that is just an absolute perfect way to finish out this podcast, this episode. Uh, thank you so much, Patricia, for being my guest today. I really appreciate all of your words of wisdom, encouragement, and inspiration and motivation. It's been incredible. And I'm going to want to put another plug in for my book. Please get it. It's under 10 bucks because I didn't want the price to be an obstacle for anybody getting it. And where get is it? it? Live it. On what? Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. And yes. what is the name of it once again? Empowered Butterfly Method. And then please tell everyone how they can connect with you. I know it's on, I know that it's on your backdrop that, you know, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it, but I know many people are, are listening. So uh, how can they connect with you? 
I'm going to give my email address and my phone number. Now with the phone number, if I don't answer because I don't recognize it, leave a message. I will call you back. Excellent. My email is P-A-K-A-I-N-E-49 at Gmail. So, and to let everyone know, also in the description, there's going to be a reminder of where you can uh, get the book, the name of the book on Amazon and uh, Dr. Patricia's uh, email address. Her phone number will also be in the description along with her www.empoweredbutterflymethod.com. And, uh, you know, not only are you saving your own life using the Empowered Butterfly Method, but by teaching others and encouraging others to listen to this podcast, again, it'll be the ripple effect. You will not know how many lives that you will be able to affect positively uh, by them listening or seeing this podcast. Uh, Once again, Dr. Patricia. One one more thing. Yes, please. Um, My co-author does have a GoFundMe page because we want to start groups like Alcoholics Anonymous for people who have suicidal thoughts, and we need money for that. So we will also, uh, Dr. Patricia is going to be giving me that uh, website information, and that will also be in the description. So if you are passionate and you know that part of your purpose is to help with suicide prevention, I'll encourage you to go to the connection in the description and to go ahead and do that GoFundMe, because as you can tell, it is we don't want it to be an epidemic anymore. We don't want it to be something that is so prevalent in our society. So it is a great cause to donate to, and you can look in the description for that. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? I want to say live your best day and live your best dash. Perfect. I love it. And for you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and invite your family and friends to also subscribe to it as well. And you know what? While you're at it, go ahead and hit that five-star rating and write a review. That would be absolutely awesome. And I would really appreciate that. Don't forget to check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org and sign up for a Zoom chat with me or get uh, get to my uh, Pathways to a New Beginning Roadmap, which will uh, show you different ways that you can start rediscovering your passion and purpose. And just want you to know that starting next week, which happens to be the first week of September, which is totally unbelievable to me, I am going to be taking a well-earned month off for vacation time. I want to be in the moment with each of the incredible things that I'm going to be able to do and experience during the month of September. So I'm taking a little break from the podcast, and uh, but I will be back the first of October. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure and I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all. Amen.